The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oz Table Talk. My name's Luke. I'm at the table with Ben, Steve, and Dave. Yo, good evening. Evening. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Yeah. <laughs> good, yeah. Uh-uh. Everyone was just quiet. So, yeah, I'm good. Good, yeah. I forget that it's a podcast. You know, yeah. Cameras. It sounds like nod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just merrily nodding. Yeah. <laughs> everyone can hear you nodding. Yes. Feet, I'll need to right. nod louder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they will have heard that because the microphone was shaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have you back, Ben. Yeah. Good to be back. Feels like forever, but how long, how many episodes have you missed? Like three or four? Yeah. It'd be three or four. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. It's been a while since we've missed Ben for that long. Mm. Mm. But it's good. It's good we're back. So, mm-hmm. so we are missing the good-looking Matt this week. Yes. So. <laughs> he'll, have, he'll just have to cope with us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he'll, he'll be back next week. The to... room is just that little bit darker. <laughs> not that radiance. Yep. Yep. You'll just have to deal with like the lower average level of attractiveness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although Ben's wearing those flamingos with a great deal of... <laughs> what? I had no idea there were flamingos on his shirt, and so that was a really <laughs> odd statement. He's just wearing like he's those wearing, flamingos. He's wearing flamingos. <laughs> yeah. Is this a, a new kind of attire that I'm not aware of? It's it's strange to me that you didn't notice that because you're a clothes guy. Yeah, I no, no, I didn't. I I notice it now. It's very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so that was weird. <laughs> that that was the segue that no one knew we needed <laughs> uh, to get back to where we were going. Still not sure we did. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're working on the, our relationship series, and so just to get us back to where we're supposed to be going, the the topic that we are supposed to be do- talking about is singleness. Yeah, because we broke up last week. So yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the obvious next step. That's right. How to be single after you've broken up? Yeah, or before? Or before you've broken up? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, singleness. So, um, I feel like this is going to be an interesting one because as I was thinking about how to communicate about this particular subject, I realized there's there's very little uh, difference between it and when we talked about right toward the beginning of the series, which was how to uh, prepare yourself for a relationship mm-hmm. um, because that that is one of the main purposes of singleness, right? And we did talk in that episode about some of the other purposes of singleness. So, there's going to be a lot of crossover, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've got a... I've got an angle that I want to take us on, but maybe not until we've had a little bit of preliminary discussion. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, well, when when I was just thinking as a starting point, when you guys were single, what was like? What were some of the highlights of that? Like, what are the, what were the best things in your mind that you remember about being single? Freedom. Um, yeah. <laughs> it sounds bad. What I mean by that is like I I decided to you know give up my apprenticeship and go and study to become a bible worker mm-hmm. when i was a single person because i could right mm-hmm. and i could give a season of my life to ministry and not have any you know pushback or mm-hmm. any sense of responsibility for somebody else for mm-hmm. providing or whatever so mm-hmm. i feel like that to me is one of the the best decisions that i made with my singleness and yeah one of the areas in which i grew them or through which i grew the most mm-hmm. whilst i was single yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i can think of others but Hmm. Not the only person who's ever been single at tables. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a um, a good time to go and try new things and see if they brought me joy or not. And uh-huh. um, so I tried hiking, cooking, gym. Yeah. Gym stayed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hiking and cooking didn't. 
Um, I mean, hike, I know the answer to this, but... Uh, cooking did. Hiking, I can't really do because... Um, gym. <laughs> well, gym. Um, it doesn't work well for Tiff because she's uh-huh. missing half an ankle, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's understandable. That's a funny way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's much harder for her. Yeah, I get it. So, um, basically, if, if I do want to do hiking and not by myself, it's a case of I go with friends. Yeah. Yep. So, I was just going to say that I feel kind of like I was born married, so, like, I don't remember. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, just kidding. Uh, is that because you're so far into your marriage journey that you cannot remember singleness? <laughs> There are, like, of course I can remember those years of my life, but, like, as far as, like, the day-to-day, it's very blurry. But um, I, what I do remember, like, the best bits about being single was, um, yeah, just the the freedom to go and do stuff without having to think about, like, the consequences of how it will affect other people. So, Mm. you know, like, I I used to, one of the things I used to love doing, like, if I had a spare afternoon or something like that, I would take my guitar and I would go and, like, sit on the foreshore and just play guitar and talk to people that came past. And Mm. that was, like, one of my favorite things to do. But that requires you to have, like, untimed expanses (laughs) of of hours in your day to go and do that, to get that vibe, you know. Plus, I can't imagine that happening now with Seth and Josiah running around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, come back here. That's, like... Adding parenting makes it very different all uh, over again. Mm. But yeah, pr- probably just that, like that untimed, unbounded nature of of yeah. of yeah, freedom. Something that kind uh, of stems from what you were saying, Ben. Uh, you know, you were saying you were exploring new things. Was mm-hmm. you were basically finding out who you were. You know, you were um, solidifying your personal identity. Yeah, and I feel like that was a, a really great aspect of singleness mm-hmm. for me. Like I, I feel like I gained a real confidence in who who I was like I just knew this is this is me and this is how I do life with God mm-hmm. uh, and that's that was formed throughout you know <laughs> I was going to say many years and yeah it was many years of singleness <laughs> um, yeah you have that solid I think then foundation from which you can build a relationship exactly but if you mm-hmm. if you don't do that well in your singleness that, that then you're setting yourself up well for mm-hmm. a relationship which again is something we've probably talked about before but yeah. that's that was one of the greatest parts for me about singleness as well was just mm-hmm. having that, that uninterrupted time with God yeah. um, I remember you know there was times uh, particularly early on in my journey I have this, these vivid um, memories of getting up at like 3.30 in the morning or something like that and just spending two and a half hours solid with God mm. you know and like just forming my spiritual identity mm-hmm. um, just fleshing that out with him and yeah I could do that you mm. know I could go to bed as early as I wanted to to enable me to wake up you know to, to spend time with God mm. because there was no you know like oh let's you know catch up and connect after our day and you know blah yeah. blah blah mm. it was like no no when I'm done I'm going to bed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know which you know that I'm sounding like that's a great thing you know it was great in the sense that it gave me that time with God mm. um, mm-hmm. not great in the sense that I had no social life but <laughs> um, yeah anyway yeah. fun times but I actually really relate to that because that's what that's probably one of my oh, in two ways one of my regrets about being my, my life of being single and that was that I didn't develop who I was to the degree that I should have mm. the positive on the other hand was the uh, spiritual side of it because yeah. I I could not tell you how like much the same how many hours I poured into spiritual development though yep. so mm-hmm. you know I am enjoying the benefits of those years of my life now <laughs> because I have so little time to to be in the word but I've got a, a baseline that is high enough so I can 
have you know reasonable Bible studies with people when I have like when the opportunity arises and all of that's there, but I don't need to have like the level of preparation that yeah. I would mm. have earlier in my experience. And so having that like as a ready thing in my mind, I'm so grateful for because there's no way that I would have the capacity to put it in now like I put it in then. Yeah. So yeah. I also traveled a lot when I was single, um, which I. I don't regret at all. Yeah. I think that was a fantastic thing. Yeah, I wish I had done that. Mm. You know, you, you learn a lot from that. You mm. gain perspective, particularly for me, the travel to uh, third world countries. That was that was really p- perspective mm. changing. Um, yeah, so that's a, another thing that I really treasure from my mm. single time. But you, Steve, are you, you're being a bit quiet over here in the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, yep. you guys won't shut up. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, it's just much the same, I guess. Just... Not that I'm expecting that to change too much, but just, yeah, go to big camp, go to summer camp. Mm. It's like, especially, like I still live at home, so it's not, my parents don't really care. It's like, I'm going for the week. They're like, okay, bye. Like it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I guess those kind of restrictions, like come, like I know both you, know, you, Dave and Steve, but both of you guys, you're in relationships, but you're not married as yet. And so I guess the, the um, res- re- response, I don't mean uh, this in a bad the, way. The clamp tightens slowly. Is yeah. <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad way, but what I, what I mean is when you're actually like living like right next to that person every, every day, yeah. then yeah, it does. It, it slowly changes the <laughs> dynamic and no, not the clamp, but it slowly changes the dynamic and then you add kids and it just yeah, becomes yeah. a lot yeah, harder yeah. in general. Mm, yeah. So. yeah. 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 So, how how do you guys uh, like? How have you navigated this? And like, uh, uh, probably mo- this is mostly a question toward you, Dave, because you're you have had a lot of friendships that are, are with friends that have got married and and like friendships with friends. <laughs> yeah, friendships with yeah. people that have got married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, did did that huh. was that Good difficult? Question. Was Good this question? Yeah, was this difficult for you to transition through that and maintain those friendships and still oh. have that social life? Or you know, you can take the the question whichever way you were thinking as well. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just thinking about the unique challenges that that happens if yeah. you are living through a season yeah. of life when a bunch of friends get married. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's a few challenges. One of them is like sometimes you feel like, oh, you know, when is it going to be my turn? When mm-hmm. all your mates around you are getting married? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it. <coughs> just seems to be this you know endless cycle of all of your friends getting married and you're like oh yeah right oh <laughs> still single yeah um so that can be tough um but like p- partially because there's that conflict right because you're like super happy for your mates um mm-hmm. and you want what's best for them but at the same time there's that part of you that's like oh you know some somehow i wish that was me mm-hmm. um yeah, so there's that. But in answer to your other question, which I think is also a fantastic question, um, yeah, uh, I have definitely noticed that the dynamic does change. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I know um, our friendship, even Luke, you know, uh, has changed over the years. Um, and there's been seasons where it's been more difficult to maintain what we once had mm-hmm. before you guys had kids. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I have really only known you properly since you've been married. Right. Yeah. So not so much the, the transition to marriage, but definitely the transition to kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there was a time uh, actually last year where Steve and myself and Ore and some other guys locally here who are single, we were kind of hanging out a bit more together because we were like, you know, um, 
yeah, like we appreciate, you know, hanging out with all of the married guys and that as well. Um, but there are some times where it, you feel like you're an inconvenience mm-hmm. to, to them. And so you're like, oh, let's just, you know, have some have some boys time where mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about inconveniencing families or, mm-hmm. you know, being like, you know, just that sort of like awkward, you know, hey, he's <laughs> just got this, this random single bloke in the corner of my house. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so... Mm-hmm. But are you asking about navigating that or just how it feels? I was asking about navigating that, like yeah. anything that you found to be particularly helpful or where to focus. And I think one of the things you shared there is actually a good answer that finding like a friendship circle that's diverse. So you, yeah. you, ha- you had people around you who also were single yeah. as well as, as your friends that yeah. weren't. Yeah, and I would, I would say it's not, um, from my perspective at least, it's not a, a case of um, leaving behind the married friendships to mm-hmm. engage with the single people. Mm-hmm. It's um, doing both mm-hmm. because I think it's really important as a single person to spend time with married people and families Mm -hmm. um a because you have the capacity to bless them um because you you have this freedom that we were talking about um so by you know being at their in their home you might be able to help you know entertain the kids Mm -hmm. you know clean clean the dishes while they're busy putting people to bed or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be that you can do to contribute into into their lives because Mm -hmm. you have that capacity Mm -hmm. um but the other thing is too like part of the the process of um, you know, moving from singleness into a relationship is learning from experience. And I would say, <coughs> excuse me, I would say I was very blessed um, in that I had the opportunity to to live with or associate very closely with probably six or seven families um, mm-hmm. throughout my singleness journey um, where I was able to observe their, their way of doing marriage, doing family, doing parenting mm-hmm. and learn so many lessons along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's another valuable thing that, you know, one of the ways you navigate it is be intentional about it and be like, hey, let's go and hang out <coughs> with these people that are, that are a diff- at a different season in their journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's do that with the attitude of, all right, how can, how can I learn? Mm-hmm. How can I grow from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's me being intentional. Mm. Yeah. No, that's cool. I appreciate that. Any, any other thoughts on that? Because I mean, it's probably not, not the same experience for everybody but yeah yeah i haven't had friends like get married but definitely when they all started having girlfriends yeah it changes dramatically especially early on because they're just like gone yeah <laughs> like cockroaches and a lot <laughs> see you later yeah yeah so that's challenging and yeah i can definitely um resonate with dave because you like you're super happy for them but you'd be like oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am, left all yep. alone. Yeah. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I, that I felt was helpful to me, not that I was necessarily losing friends because they were getting married, because I was married on the younger side. So, like, I was, you know, 25 and we were married. But um, the friendships that I had where after that, where those friendships became married people, um, I found that I had to stop thinking about that one individual as my friend and think about that family or that that yeah, couple as, as my friend. friend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's that, a good point. That was yeah, that was real for me. I, I felt like that was kind of profound because all of a sudden I didn't see them as being, you know, I'm not a friend of Ben anymore. I'm a friend of Ben and Tiffany because they are, mm. you know, it, a, a single unit. You know, yeah. and that that's sort of how you have to think if it's going to be healthy. Otherwise, you've got. You, you know these friends and you're pulling at, like you know you're pulling at one half of a marriage and mm. that's not healthy so mm. that's you're not being a good friend by doing that right so yeah yeah mm. yep that's interesting yeah. yeah yeah is that a new thought not kind of but not really mm-hmm. 
So you would see hanging out with, like, for example, like you had five friends who were married and all mm-hmm. the guys went and did something. Yeah. Like, you are friends of the families, but, mm-hmm. like, would you see that as different? No, I'd, I'd still go and do that. Like, yeah, yeah. I meant, like, when Ben, we had your uh, Bucks party or whatever. Right. Yeah, we went and did that, and that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I don't see, like... But it, you're just targeting them and, like, you're... Ex- at the exclusion of yeah the yeah. I, yeah like I mean I've seen other people where they've got where they're friends with with a with somebody and like they that person's wife is like completely outside their yeah. sphere of awareness like you know I, they just are interested in that individual whereas yeah. you know if we if we hang out with you guys you know I I, I want to talk to Tiffany too I want to mm. know how she's doing and how how she's coping with life and uh, it's mm-hmm. the same I'd say the same for you Dave for your uh, so, sorry same <laughs> for you Steve but then again you're you're with Rachel so <laughs> 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 so I'm kind of related to her but. <laughs> um, I, I think that's the um, that's the way to think about it, though. You're not thinking about them as a single person, like a, a single individual. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a good point of clarification, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is it's not to the exclusion of your individual friendship. Yeah, <coughs> it's yes. just that you're adding that dimension yeah. on. Addition. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the other things that that I was thinking about, and please, anyone that has something meaningfully welcome to go in any direction, but mm-hmm. the, one of the things that that I was thinking probably is. <coughs> one of the bigger points in this particular discussion in my mind is that a lot of uh, a lot of married or married people tend to say how oh well this has helped me develop in these ways or mature in these ways and my question is if you are in a season of singleness or you are in such a season permanently what sort of things would you have to be more intentional about because I, I don't think for a second that just because someone is married, therefore they are more mature and holy than someone who is not, right? Like, I don't think that in the slightest. But there are some areas of maturity that are going to develop much more naturally or organically if you are in a a family environment. So Mm. in what particular ways do you think you would have to be more intentional about your own personal development if you were single? Mm. That's a good question. Mm. Yeah, I guess your rough edges aren't going to be... and like in the book that we've been going through mm. um just talking about yeah like in the relationship just all your rough edges get like smoothed off by being with the other person yeah um so that's not going to happen as naturally when mm. you're by yourself mm-hmm. so and whilst i was thinking about this topic um, having a good friend group and like we've been saying having a diverse friend group um mm. it's important to so hanging out with lots of different people you're not just staying you know this rough little rock you know, hidden somewhere that's yep. not getting exposed to some of the elements and getting your character developed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. And so you can't simulate <coughs> the kind of relationship that you would have in a marriage. No. But what you could do is you could engage um, closely with people. Yep. Mm-hmm. So rather than being a the person that keeps your distance, mm-hmm. um, you could intentionally, um, yeah, think about how can I become closer to, you know, friends within your friend group as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, Sorry, I'm not taking away from what you just said, Steve, because that's vital. You know, having a, a solid network of people around you is important at any phase of your life, but probably particularly while you're single. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, um, yeah, engaging on that, that deeper level, I think, enables you to perhaps 
you know, rub some of those rough edges where if yeah. you kept your distance, you're much less likely to be aggravated by anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not going to be put in uncomfortable positions or you're right. not going to have to be patient. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think we all know that the people that you are, you know, that are most likely to see the bad side of you are the people that you're closest to. Mm. Um, so, yeah, getting close to people so that you can have those experiences is probably, mm. yeah, yeah, mm. probably important. And, and yeah. I guess it's a part of that, but you know, when you do get to that level of closeness with someone, you want to you want people around you to hold you accountable. Right? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it, because whether we like it or not, as individuals, we don't mm-hmm. like being held accountable. Mm-hmm. Like nobody thinks, "Oh, wow, this is so much fun." <laughs> it's, a, it's just it's a it's a thing that we are always going to dislike, but it's always going to be beneficial to yep. us when it's done in the right. We spirit. like the results. Yeah, we like <laughs> yeah. the results precisely. So, not actually like another one of those things that we don't like, but like the results. Like discipline and routine, uh-huh. I I was not particularly disciplined. Didn't particularly have strong routines uh, up until I had to, and the thing that <laughs> made me like have to was kids. Yeah, yeah, kids, exactly. <laughs> and like I look back now at, at what I didn't do in like my twenties, and I'm thinking, wow, what could I have got done if I had have structured my life more, right. more strongly, been disciplined, right. got out of bed, do, do the things, you know? Yeah. I was not the guy that like laid in bed till midday. Like that, that wasn't my thing. I was always, you know, up early and doing stuff, but I prioritized, oh, hey, look, let's go down to the beach with the guitar, right? <laughs> like that, that was, I prioritized those kind of things. Whereas if I had have prioritized, you know, business and mission and, and uh, you know, health and like all of those things, I was like, man, if I had built all those habits then my life now would be a lot easier so yeah i i think that that's something in in your singleness that is very difficult to do because you're not forced to but if mm. you can find a way to get yourself into those good habits invaluable yes yeah yeah and that'd be something else i'd add too um it's come to me there was two things and one of them was friends the other one was like have activities and commitments that mm. are like important to you so that you've got stuff to do you're not mm. stuck at home like be involved in your church however that looks like have a hobby or five like yeah. a single you've got time like. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah go take a class go learn something new yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. learn a language travel fill, fill in the blank right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I feel like uh, along with what you're saying in that personal development realm uh, it's really important as well I think while you're single and you were saying this before about devotions but mm. to read yeah, read as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, about relationships, yes, but not specifically about anything personal development. Yeah. You know, yeah, just just soak it all up because mm-hmm. that's going to get harder mm-hmm. um, as your, you know, commitments grow. Um, but also it's the perfect time for you to grow and form you, you yeah. know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's really big. Mm-hmm. And along with what you, were, you guys were both just sort of indicating there, I wanted to say as well, while you're single, uh, you were saying, what do we have to be intentional about that mm. we would probably more naturally do in a marriage relationship? Mm. One would hope that you would more naturally serve each other yeah. in a marriage relationship. And it can be easy mm. as a single person to to have a habit of selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, building habits of selflessness into your life, you yeah. know, being intentional about serving people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to, mm. to make the most of your singleness. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a great preparation then as well, isn't it, for when you are married because then it's going to be your habit to think of other people. Mm. And so, you know, when your your spouse is doing something, uh, or, or, sorry, needs some help with something, let's say, that's a better yeah. illustration than where <laughs> I was going. <laughs> <laughs> um, your inclination will be, how can I serve them? Yes. Rather than, oh, 
That's so much. <laughs> so much to do. Yeah, so yeah. much to ask. Yeah. <sighs> Another one that I was thinking of that um, I think is really, yeah, really important in that category as well is, is hospitality. Because when you're single, you don't really... I mean, I know for me, I, I certainly... The only reason that I had training, so to speak, in hospitality is because I came from a really hospitality-centric home. And so, um, you know, like literally if I would be going somewhere, my mum was the mum that would be thinking, oh, he's going to be hanging out with about four people. I'll make sure there's about four people's worth of food going with him, right? Like oh, the, that's the way my You would have been a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was for that reason. <laughs> like, like, literally, so like I was the guy that showed up with like an, an esky. And it was like, not just a little bag, it was an esky. Yeah, and uh, yeah, typically that would open, and then especially if people like didn't know me, it'd be like, "Where's food coming from?" I'm like, "This is my mum." Like, this is the way it is, you know. Uh, but that that taught me the value of that, and I, I think that there's something that like I've said this to a number of like young guys that don't know how to cook. I've said, "Look, learn how to cook because it is yeah. it's a mm. great way of just." extending hospitality to people you don't know because everybody needs to eat and if you can serve them something that that is providing them value that's going to it's not about you like rising the social ladder or whatever it is but you will always be remembered as the guy that was being generous and and, and yeah. it's, it's not a, it's not about paying them off it's just about ways to serve the people around you in a really yeah. practical way yeah 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 plus a bonus it's a catch yeah i was, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you might even feed your, <laughs> your future spouse that's yeah it. yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah yeah imagine that eh yeah. Being able, to, being able to make the food for your date. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, all right. Um, yep. <laughs> on that note, are you happy for me to change direction yeah, a, a little bit? Go for it. That, that was like the main stuff I was trying to yeah, add yeah, on top of mind. I was just thinking about this, you know, because I was trying to um, see how can we approach this slightly different than we did with the preparing for a relationship episode because singleness isn't all about preparing for a relationship, right? Mm. Yeah. And as I was thinking about the things that, that I was seeing as important to singleness, I was like, huh, you know, a lot of these things, what they have in common is that they really are just the abundant life that God has called us mm. to live. Mm. And so if you want to know how to be single, how to do singleness well, basically the answer to that question is what is Jesus calling you to do? Mm. And just do that. Yep. And don't worry about marriage. Don't mm. worry about relationships. Just do, be the best version of yourself. Follow the principles set out for you in Scripture. Mm. Live the abundant life. Mm. Um, and in doing that, you will be preparing yourself for marriage. You will be preparing yourself for a relationship. Um, you will be gaining you know, this, this identity in Christ that we spoke about, this sense of self-identity, you know, knowing who we are mm. um, really clearly. Those things will come if you do that process anyway. Mm. So I, I really feel like that's, that's an angle that we should talk about tonight. So if, if I was to ask you guys the question, what are, you know, say your top three or four things that you would say are the principles of, of God that lead to living the abundant life? What would you say? I'll, hit, I'll, I'll start us off if you like while you guys think about it. Um, some of the things that to me are principles of the abundant life, right? Discipleship. Jesus called us to serve, um, to, to reach out to those in need. All through scripture, we see this through the story, right? Um, God called Abraham and he, and he made him the father of, of many nations. Um, and, he, and he called Israel to be this, this um, unit that would disseminate light into the world around them. That was their job, mission. Yep. You know? Then you get to the New Testament. Just takes takes on the exact same process, but into the into the church now. All right, your job is to go out and share what you have with those who don't have it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, to me, 
discipleship, evangelism, mission. Um, that's one of the, the key principles in the Word of God as to how we can be living the abundant life. How is that going to give us the abundant life? Well, in the book of Acts, um, Jesus says, it is more blessed to give mm-hmm. than to receive. He's quoted there in Acts mm-hmm. as, as saying that. And I think that that is, that is so mm-hmm. true from my experience. Yeah. Uh, whenever my life has been about serving others, that's when my life has been best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whether you're single, whether you're married, principle yep. is the same. Mm. Uh, so if you want to do singleness well, mm. do that. Do That's my well. first yeah. well, one of my three or four. As you were speaking then, just sort of what came to mind was, well, what did God give Adam in Eden, right? He gave him everything that he, he gave him everything he needed in order to be happy. Mm. He, he gave him work to do. Yeah. He gave him a significant relationship. And obviously if you're single, then that translates to the circle of people around you, whatever you, the community that you immerse yourself mm-hmm. in. And, um, you get food to eat, right? So, so, like, so, so he, <laughs> Pack to food. Pack to food. <laughs> but, Pack lunch. There you go, Adam. <laughs> so but the, the thing that, that stood out to me in that list anyway was a, a job to do. And yeah. obviously evangelism is like a, the purpose that we may live for, but God calls us to, like, to do that in the context of life, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, what we choose we to do. And so everyone should be entrepreneurs. We know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I, I don't need to say any more, Dave. You've, you've got it. <laughs> I recognize that not, it's not for everyone. I get it. Um, anyway, the, the, the point that I'm getting at is whatever it is that, that you feel called to do, whatever yeah. it is that uh, is your, your job, excel at it, yeah. you know, and, and That's it, good. if you excel at it and, and take that seriously, that opens up opportunities for discipleship and yeah. mission yeah. because, nobody wants what you've got if you are not competent at what you do right so. right so you're saying be a good human being yeah right and that it's one of <laughs> one of one of the parts of that is to be yeah somebody yeah. that people can look at and go man they are really good at what they do yeah yeah and that doesn't mean you have to be like a lawyer or a doctor or whatever no. you could you could be a garbage collector but it, but be an excellent garbage collector yeah. whatever it, where, wherever you are where you want to invest yourself better yourself to be whatever it is that you're passionate about but then be good at that isn't right? isn't garbage collection at the top of the pile though according to your kids like isn't that the best job that's in true. the world that's like a superhero to my kids so, <laughs> they're like it's bin day yeah that's right oh you should see the performance that goes on if they miss seeing the bin get oh. collected like, my goodness yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah now that is a really good point Luke you know um, having purpose in employment mm. uh, whatever it is that you do chasing chasing your dreams um, yeah good very good I like it I was actually um, thinking as you were going over because I feel that it really plugs well into spiritual gifts because mm-hmm. we all have our own gifts and talents and often what we choose to do in life actually intermingles with mm-hmm. that. For example, I have the gift of administration. I'm an accountant. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to spend a little bit more time actually cultivating the um, the gift of hospitality of late, but mm-hmm. I do actually have it there. It's just very small compared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. When, when, when you guys do hospitality, you'll be doing the admin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a good opportunity. And mm. yes, you do get the opportunity um, with children and married mm. life too. But if, if you enjoy um, growing those gifts while you're still single, you'll you've got a lot more to um, a lot more of a foundation going into the next stage of life, right, right. and you don't have to spend all that time then on on cultivating those smaller gifts. You've got something that's a lot larger and something that'll serve you quite well in your community and into your new relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. 
Must be your turn, Steve. Mm. Give us your wisdom. I was going to say, Luke, Luke's done mine. Oh, <laughs> dude. Now that you should cop out. <laughs> yeah, That's I'm where you jump in, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I, I guess I'm just trying to get my head around like the full extent of the question. Yep. Um, Principles of abundant life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, there's so many, right? Um, and so we've chosen some pretty <laughs> overarching things as well. Mm. So it's probably hard to identify things that aren't sort of encompassed by mm. what we've already shared. Things. Yeah. Um, I'll share another one that I think is valuable. So uh, to me, when, when we are thinking about living the abundant life, um, I think about health as well as a component mm-hmm. of that. Um, well, you could look at that as well-being, um, you know, yeah. more holistic than just like physical health. Um, but yeah, part of that is, you know, self-care, which is mm. really hard to do um, and do well in, yeah. I think, particularly in this day and age, like everything is just just pulling at you these days, trying to take you away from good habits and good, you know, like you were talking about before, discipline and routine, you know, yeah. these sorts of things. Um, mm. But yeah, having healthy habits as part of your life, that is part of living the abundant life, you know, mm-hmm. getting outdoors, mm-hmm. um, you know, is such so hard in this society mm. if you have an, you know, uh, an indoor job. Um, but that's such an important component to me about living the abundant life. So, mm-hmm. so get outside, get active, you know, eat well, mm-hmm. feel good, you mm. know. Um, Jesus would want that for us, you know. So I feel like that's a component of it. And as you were saying earlier, Luke, when you were talking about this, if you're doing that while you're single, that's going to make your life so much easier when you are married with kids and, yep. you know, the, <laughs> you're pushing those boundaries all the mm. time, you yeah. know. I had to start doing it when I had all those pressures. Right. And mm. that would have been so much easier if I had have had that pre-existing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Not to mention the fact that if you're doing well uh, by your body, it's mm-hmm. going to extend out your capacity to, mm-hmm. to just live well mm. as a parent as well. Yeah. Um, you know, that's another... <clears throat> you know, I guess hidden benefit to this. But yeah, even if you're not thinking kids, even if you're not thinking marriage, because I think we should probably talk about this at some point as well, that some people are actually called to singleness. Mm. Um, but even if, if that's not, you know, those things are not for you, mm-hmm. still do it for you. You know, mm-hmm. that's what God wants for mm-hmm. you. He wants you to live abundantly. And so mm-hmm. part of that to me is is well-being. So mm-hmm. take care of your mental health, take care of your physical health. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, holistically. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, if you have more to talk about, that's great. But I was going to say that maybe that's a good segue for us sure. to, to talk about sure. that. Yeah, because we can come back to some more. How do we, how do we think about that? Like the the gift of singleness, as as it's as it's sometimes expressed, for people that are single and that is the way they stay. Like how? So let me let me give some context. Yeah, they for do those that. who don't aren't aware, the biblical passage, First Corinthians seven, mm-hmm. is where this concept I think comes from. Maybe solely? Yeah, I don't know of anywhere else that says it explicitly. Yeah. Um, so this is... Uh, so the Apostle Paul writing to the, the church in Corinth, and I think it's important to note contextually that the church in Corinth was probably known for what, guys? Spot quiz? <laughs> Debauchery in all forms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in all forms, particularly, he, he belabors the point of sexuality in, yeah. in the books mm. uh, to the Corinthians. So... That's probably an important contextual observation before we go in and read this, right? But then he says, Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Um, so straight up, beginning of the chapter, in whatever, it, he doesn't tell us what they wrote to him, right? Mm. But 
I, I'm going to extrapolate based on the end of uh, chapter <laughs> 6 that there was sexual immorality was a component mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And so he says it's good for men not to touch a woman. So in other words, uh, it's good for, pe- uh, for men to be single. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you talking about, Paul? Because that's yeah. not what Genesis says. <laughs> so he says, nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to the wife the affection due her and likewise the wife to her husband, etc., etc., etc. Um he says uh, in verse 6, but I say this as a concession, not as a commandment, which is an important distinction that he makes. Yep. Nowhere else in Paul's writings am I familiar with him saying, this wasn't from God, this was just my own opinion. Mm-hmm. But in this chapter, he feels it necessary to say that. Yep. Um, I think it's still wisdom, mm. and it could very well be from God, mm-hmm. but Paul wasn't willing to make that call, which mm. I think is very interesting because he yeah. makes that very clear everywhere else. Like mm. you think the, the writing to the Galatians where he's like, I don't mm. care if it's an angel from heaven that says this, mm. they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So he was very confident that mm. his message was from God elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so verse 6 says that and says, For I wish that all men were even as my, I myself, but each one has his own gift from God. One in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Hmm. So here's where he sort of outlays the principle behind his initial statement, it's good for a man not to touch a woman. Yeah. It's like, all right. Why? So it's yeah. good for you to remain single, hmm. let's say. He doesn't explain why necessarily in this part of the passage, but he says, but if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. Uh, let them marry because it's better to be married mm-hmm. uh, than to burn with passion. Uh, and in other words, you know, give in to temptation and I guess take the not so narrow path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So so that's Paul's Paul's uh, point in First Corinthians seven. Now let's you know talk about it now that we know what we're talking about. Mm, yep. That's very cool. So what are your thoughts, guys? Like this is a, a contentious patri- pa- passage of scripture. Let's be yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I went as far as to say earlier before we read the passage that I believe it is a legitimate gift, mm-hmm. gift of signalists. Yep. So in other words, what I'm saying is I affirm what Paul says in here. Mm. Um, but there is a but. So let's yeah. talk about that. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that I think the Bible, if you look at the, the great sweep, right, everything that the Bible teaches on this topic, you find it really, really clear that God's uh, you know, first intention, Adam and Eve down, right? God's first intention was having good and and blessed family units. Community. Community, exactly. Mm. Which is, uh, well, why? Because we talked about that before, right? Reflection of how God himself operates and all of that good stuff. But I think what's here is vital and I'm really glad that Paul highlights it because that's not the case. That's not the outcome for every single person. Right. And so I think this is in here as, as the exception, not the rule, but it's a very legitimate exception. Yep. Yeah. Why do you think Paul felt he was blessed to be single? I think it's almost exclusively a a uh, ministry opportunity. Yeah. Right? It's like, His lifestyle was uh, incompatible with marriage. How, how, <laughs> how could you have a family Die and do twice. that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, it's yeah. like to death to us part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah. 
we done. I mean, he was constantly traveling. He was mm. constantly ministering. When he wasn't ministering, he was making tents to sustain himself in ministry. Mm. He would have had very, very, very little time to mm. actually engage in a meaningful relationship. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, though, it, he, you know, it, it is written that some of the other disciples took wives with them. Mm-hmm. So obviously it was possible for, for some of them, but the kind of work and, and perhaps the length of, of work that he was undertaking, the, the oh. kind of journeys he was on, yeah. it would be difficult to imagine yeah. that working because he mm. would go he would travel and he would stay there for like three years mm. many times more longer than that in some mm. cases mm. in that location I mean imagine like having to deal with that like if they didn't come with you mm. like alright I'll see you whenever I get back yeah, <laughs> yeah no you know, FaceTime three years later <laughs> yeah no FaceTime yeah. <laughs> um, yeah just yeah crazy but but so what he's saying is that was to his advantage right yes because he had a specific calling and his specific calling was to go and to share the gospel mm-hmm. uh, with the Gentiles um, and uh, he was uniquely qualified for this work mm. and uh, because he was uniquely qual- qualified for this work it was it was to his advantage and therefore to God's advantage that Paul was was unhindered mm. in his work in sharing the gospel, and so that meant he could travel and he could do these crazy things and he could be stoned and be okay with then walking straight back into the city in which he was stoned, mm. you know, <laughs> because he didn't have to worry like oh well I mm. guess I was spared I probably shouldn't go back in because my wife and kids you know mm. what I mean like yeah. he was just like completely free yeah <laughs> imagine imagine walking back in though everyone would be like yeah. Um, <laughs> did it's you miss the message the first time? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And so I feel like, um, so just to, to be clear about what we are saying here, um, I feel like not everybody is called to this because, uh, as we'll talk about when we get to the episode on wholehearted marriage, mm. um, there are advantages to being married when it comes being marriage, being <laughs> married <laughs> when it comes to evangelism too. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Major advantages. In some cases, people are more effective in ministry when they are united. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also advantages to being doing ministry when you're single, yeah. and so at least during the period of your singleness, make the most of that, mm-hmm. first point. Yep. But then for some people, um, it may be that God is calling you to a, a ministry of singleness. And that's not, um, like we shouldn't look at that as like a downgrade. Mm. You know, like if that's yeah. God's call for your life, that is the very best it's life you un- could live. It's a unique and underserved market. Yeah, right? so, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, you guys may have heard people use this expression. Maybe it's a little cliche. One is a whole number. You know, mm. and so you don't have to feel like you are incomplete mm. um, just because you're not with somebody else. Mm. So you know, if if the call to singleness is your call, if you like, you know, as Paul indicates here at the end, if it's not something that you you know struggle with to the point where it might consume you and lead you away from Christ mm. to be alone, then be alone and mm. and minister for God until such a time as God calls you into a different kind of ministry mm-hmm. or until such a time as he calls you home. Mm-hmm. Can I, I just ask a question of like all of you guys. Did you ever fear that God was calling you to the gift of singleness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was terrified of that. I thought he did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I met Sarah when I was 22 for context. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thought that when you were 16. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so dumb now looking back at it, but yes, I, I, I was definitely serious about that at the time. Yeah. yeah. Not for me. Not for you, didn't you think of that? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember saying it to somebody once, well, some, this topic was in conversation and I said, yeah, I sometimes wonder if God did that for me. And, and the question that the, the person asked me was, do you want to get married? I said, yeah. 
it's a pretty good sign that you don't have that gift. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that's that. That, that's that's somehow reassuring. Yeah. But the reason I bring that up is that I think that's that's the good. God doesn't mean that in the text. Isn't Paul isn't meaning you're just gonna pine for love for the rest yes. of your life. Yes. This is a gift. It is a yeah. strength. It yeah. is not a weakness. Yeah. And so if if this is the path that you want and that's where you're happy and that's what you want to do, yeah. then yeah, that's that's a sign that you have the gift. If you're yeah. like wishing that you could have a family and get married, that's a pretty solid sign mm-hmm. that that's not your gift, mm-hmm. right? That would be like someone going, I'm afraid I've got the gift of preaching. Do you like speaking up front? <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, I do not want to do that at all. Well, you probably don't have that gift, right? So we, we don't or say that about any yet. other gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was certain of that, but then, you know, God changed that. Yes. Because yeah. yeah, he can give you a different gift. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, and I actually know people who have been content single and felt like they had the gift of singleness in that sense that you're talking about where they didn't sense the need to be married mm. but then that changed at mm. a point in their life so I think you know be open to all possibilities I think mm. if, if you're feeling called to the gift of singleness mm. I think make the most of that opportunity live out that gift um, but then also be open to God you know saying alright you know you've done what I needed you to do as a single person yeah. now it's time to, to link up with someone else and do mm. you know um, that kind of ministry yeah. Yeah, that you can only do as a, a married couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I feel like you're look, giving it, me that look like we need to wrap this up. So let me, <laughs> let me just... Well, I was uh, just going to ask the question, what else you had? Because uh-huh. we're... I, I, I feel like we're, we've covered a lot of these yeah. big topics within yeah. this. So. There's a couple of things I had written down here which I feel like are valuable to share. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and these might be things that connect back to what we've already said, so it might be repetition. But uh, one of them is know who you are before you try to assess the suitability of somebody else um, because yep. you're not going to know the suitability of somebody else to be paired up with you if you've got no idea who you are, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just common sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's how we approach it too many times, right? <laughs> We're like trying to assess them, got no idea who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, We've already mentioned this, but I just want to stress it again. Give in a way that you'll never be able to do again. You mm. know, while you're single, you have a capacity to give that you will mm. never have again. So yeah. give all of yourself while you're single. Um, and uh, I mean, just like this one, don't live uh, with the premise that one day God will supply someone to make you whole. Uh, mm. Live today, you know, mm. yeah. live your best life today you're already whole yeah when you're single i think it's really important to dream and mm. work toward those dreams mm. you know god god might give you a dream a calling or whatever mm. dream about that you know try and uh, get to the place where you can su- successfully say you have you know risen to god's calling for your life do that yeah. while you're single yeah mm. anyway no great point rambling <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I, I do think like all these points have been great. I actually, I, I'm really happy with with where we went with this one. It's been it's been a good chat. So it's a great part of your life. It mm. is, it is, and so so many people just spend it trying to get out of it. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> just worrying yeah, about. Oh, I wish you could go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Not comment now. on that one, Steve. Yeah. No yeah. comment. <laughs> I'm just saying, enjoy yeah. it. Like, yes, enjoy it exactly. Um, that's mm. the point. So. No, I know that wasn't a personal comment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell Rach. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will we will leave that one there. We look forward to catching you guys for the next episode next week. Until then, God bless. And if you enjoyed this, share it with a friend. We'll see you guys next week. 
And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners. And we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing list. So I would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that. If you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet, you can go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us. So if you want to help us reach those goals, please jump in and give us a review. The final message that I'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our Patreon account. Now, Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating. And ultimately, what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast. And so if you'd like to help us do that, jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards. But at different levels, there are different benefits, different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours. If you can't afford that, we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.